Yes, go get it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Sidetrack Sports. Get away from your job, get away from your life, listen to some inside bets. Uh, I'm here live with uh, Sam Butler. Yo, Sam, what's going on, guys? How's, uh, how's this Penn State, Ohio State game going to turn out, you think? I, I'm very interested. Uh, first half, this Ohio State looked like it was, it was doing pretty well. Penn State looked like crap. But now that oh that Justin Fields been fumbling it, Penn State's been getting the ball back. They're only down by four. I'm liking it. I was hoping for a good game this weekend, and I think we got one. Well, I mean those yeah those turnovers too. I mean when you turn the ball over on your own, you know, was it 20, 15 yard line like Ohio State did? A team like Penn State, you know, I know they're not they're not as good as what we really thought they were, but. You know, you can't turn over the ball like that. And now we have a game with, what is it, uh, two minutes left in the third? Yeah. 17-21, Ohio State. So. Yeah. <laughs> Penn State almost had a safety, too. Jeez. Uh, I don't know. They're going to review it. It looks like a safety to me. Their offensive line uh, is just terrible. Yeah, they're going to review it, and it looks like a safety. But I don't know. It's a good game. I'm I'm excited for it. This weekend wasn't really looking at any decent games. I mean, the, the only ranked teams is Ohio State, Penn State. But so far, it's it's been Penn State coming back, a little backup quarterback action like we've seen all year with different teams. I like it. Yeah, I I mean, you never know when a quarterback comes in and backup quarterback or not. I mean, he gets hot. You never know, like how that quarterback can carry on a team. Some teams will, you know, fold, while other teams will, you know, rally behind them. And next thing you know, you have a game like this, like this just turned out to be. Oh, I know. I like it. I freaking love it because football season's dwindling down. It's time to actually see who's the best in the nation. But, oh, these next two, three weeks, as far as college football goes, is going to be nuts when it comes to the playoffs and all oh. that. These teams are fighting it out for the fourth spot, hundred percent fighting it out. Because if Penn State beats Ohio State and wins out, they're going to be in the college football playoffs. Yeah, because Penn State will Penn State be in the the Big Ten championship? I guess it'll be uh, between them and Ohio State. I was gonna say I'm not really sure, huh? But Penn State wins out. If they beat Ohio State, they would be in it because they won. Yeah, that would be like the tiebreaker. <laughs> so, so this, I mean, I don't think it's gonna happen. Penn, but. Yeah, Penn State. Penn State's not in a good position right now on the one yard <laughs> on their own one yard line. But you never know. It's fourth quarter. You never know. It's Big Ten. Uh, we saw with Penn State, Minnesota. These games, you, you can't really tell. That's why I, like, I don't. I like to stay away from the Big Ten when it comes to gambling. But I sometimes end up gambling on the Big Ten. I would definitely say Christian – or not Christian. Cam Curry at Cam Curry is missing out. He's missing out on a live live podcast, our first live podcast during a game. It's insane. I like I like these good games, and I like talking about it. Oh, yeah. All kinds of stuff can come out. <laughs> I mean, Minnesota is uh, – you know, they're looking pretty strong right now against Northwestern. 
Uh, I had money on Minnesota winning by uh, three and a half. So 35-16 right now. 13 minutes left in the fourth. Oh, Minnesota's um, going to do that. I mean, that's 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 all about it. We're looking at it as a gambling. We, I mean, Derek, you've been you've been pretty hot this year. Um, not, not like previous years. This this year's been yeah. a year. I will new, say that. new year, yeah, yeah. Twenty nineteen's been good to Derek Thornton <laughs> on on gambling. We just need to keep it rolling. I need to make it to uh, to January first. You think and... uh, you think your luck's gonna change once football's over? I don't know. Like this year, like when it comes to college football, I just felt like I was. I just felt like my picks were all solid. Like I, I didn't really feel like there was many weeks where I was wasn't really sure. I had a lot of teasers that were just locks, and I don't know moving forward. Like with college basketball, NBA, um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if I'm. I don't. I just don't feel as confident with some of those. Um, some of those games, so I don't bet, I don't put down as much money as I do college football because I, I just feel more comfortable gambling on college football. Well, that's the thing. Last year, I feel like there's a lot more upsets last year. There's yeah. a, lot, a lot more closer games. That's why we both did so shitty gambling. But this year, they're like, most of them have been pretty locked, um, which is nice, and especially Vegas. I'm sure Vegas has lo- probably lost a good bit of money. <laughs> Um, this year, but coming, coming to end of football season, basketball, I mean, they don't call it March Madness for anything. So uh, basketball is one of those things. It's, it's, it's a tough, tough game to bet on, but I'm excited. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Me too. I mean, it, it's the gambling lifestyle. It's the ups and the downs. Uh, you never slow down. Yep. You, you put your pretty steep L line to <laughs> go along for the ride. That's right. So, uh, but Let's get to some of these topics that we have. Um, I just want to mention really quick. I know last week uh, we had a podcast um, and failed to mention uh, Veterans Day. So I just want to say thank you to all those veterans. I watched American Sniper uh, yesterday and just, you know, made me think, uh, you know, it was our fault for not mentioning that. So thank you to all the troops, all the families out there. God bless America. That's right. You need a cold um, beer in your hand. That's American right there. Uh, that's right. Get a little grill. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, Sam, like, last week was probably one of the biggest weeks in college football, not because, like, there were some crazy upsets or anything like that, but Tua is out for Alabama for the rest of the season. Oh. Ah. I, Alabama's done. Their Bama is done. I'm telling you. <laughs> Bama is done. Mac Jones, yes, they're playing really good against Western Carolina, but Western Carolina is trash. Bama they need a, is they need a done. Good, they need a good game until they make it, until they have to go to Auburn next week, which they are going to lose. Mac Jones cannot handle the Auburn defense and just attack that they're going to put against the Roll Tide. Like, well, uh, it's, it's, I don't see it happening. My, 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 you know, I guess my take on this entire thing is, you know, obviously I feel bad for Tua. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of Bama or any of that, but like from what I've heard and what I've seen, you know, he carries himself with, you know, good character and he seems to be like a pretty decent guy on, a, you know, from all of his interviews. Um, so hopefully, you know, he'll, he'll recover and have a great career in the NFL, but how about if he this? makes it? Yeah. It, it, that's, that's the thing. That's, yeah, so if he, he makes can, it, 
if yeah, if he fully recovers. I don't know. Hey, I mean, he's gone through three surgeries within a year. That's tough. But so how about this though? Imagine so let's just put this in perspective. If Bama somehow beats Auburn. Yeah. Okay. Is uh, Auburn's um home, right? Yes. Okay. So just for whatever happens, we'll say. I think that right now, I think it's Bama minus three and a half. I could be wrong on that. Really? Um, I think so. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I don't see that happening at all. I would pick Auburn against the spread all day. That's a tough one. Yeah. With but, Mac Jones? With Mac Jones. With they're Mac saying, Jones. They're saying – Obviously, they're saying Alabama's defense, special teams, offense uh, is good enough to go into Auburn. And well, as the thing is, is Auburn's three losses is to a number four UGA, a number two LSU, and a number ten Florida. So yeah. it's all been ranked teams. So do they take a fourth L? But they also don't have their star quarterback Tua. So who wins? This one, well, I think Auburn wins it. If my biggest thing is, if somehow Alabama comes the, you know, goes into Auburn and wins, that is going. I mean, because at that point, Alabama wins out. They don't play in the SEC championship still, and they're going to make the playoff. And whoever's number one, like. At that point, I know Clemson, every time they've been number one in the college football playoff at the end of it all, they've never won the national title. But I, I think this year it would benefit to play, obviously, Alabama with no Tua. You know, like, I don't the, – the ending, the ending of this season is going to be nuts. Yeah, I, oh, absolutely. I, would, I will say Bama's been in the playoff, what, the past four years, five years? Yeah, I think five. Yeah, five years. I would love it to see Bama not in the playoff. It'd suck, but yet I don't really give a shit because I'm going for my Clemson Tigers. I would love to see Bama not in it because I'm tired of seeing roll tide, roll tide, roll tide all fucking day. Let's see some change. Well, I mean, you know, like I would want Bama to be in it if they had Tua, like because I think they're top four. You know, yeah. like I think yeah. any given day they could beat anyone. Yes. I think that would be right. But now I guess we're going to find out this Auburn game, you know, if, if Alabama's even the real deal without their starting quarterback, which is going to be That's huge. I mean, but... the, that's why they say that QB is the number one position in football. Like, your QB dictates everything. Tua was the best player on that team and is the best player on that team still, in my opinion. And him being out for the season – I think Alabama's done. I mean, there, there's no way. I'd be surprised if they still make it. To the, I mean, if they have to play LSU and, at, at one versus four in the playoff, shit. They're going to get yeah. destroyed. Yeah. I mean, that game almost got out of hand pretty quick originally when they played LSU. With Tua. With Tua. So it could get ugly pretty quick if, if they do make it. Um, but I mean, that, that leads us into like the next topic we have is like Clemson right now is doing what Clemson has done best for the past four or five years. They start out kind of slow in the beginning of the year. Their offense doesn't really produce. They have one close 
game, you know, obviously that was versus North Carolina. Ever since North Carolina, Clemson's covered almost uh, – they've covered every spread so far after North Carolina. Uh, I think we're number one in the country um, as far as defense goes, and we're three or four in the country as far as offense goes. Clemson is right where they need to be. This is, a, this is what we always see from Clemson, and it, it's a good feeling to have being a Clemson fan because we know that we're hitting our stride at the perfect time. Oh, trust me. Uh, Clemson, Clemson was a struggle at the beginning of the season with Trevor Lawrence throwing interceptions like off the bat. Uh, then, the, then the one game that over the past three years Clemson's always had, they've always had one game that's tough. Always one game. With a Syracuse, North Carolina, Pitt, I don't know who it is. But they always have one game, and once that one game, they open their eyes and say, we have been fucking up, and now is the time to destroy our opponents. And since that game, they've been playing, like, crazy good. Like, Trevor Lawrence has been playing good. He hasn't had that many interceptions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not, not throwing interceptions anymore. That helps. Yeah, I mean, Clemson looks like the number one team in the nation. and. Granted, yes, the schedule weak, strength of schedule is a little weak. ACC is not very strong, but still, like, there's a reason why Clemson is blowing out every opponent they play is because they're that good. The def- defense I thought was going to be a little weak from last year, but Brent Venables knows how to freaking make a paper plane out of grass. Like the man is awesome. He's talented, so the man knows hey, how to do his job. Breaking breaking news, really quick. Um, the uh, it's called the game. Uh, Yale and, and Harvard play this every year. It's one of the longest running rivalries ever in college football. Um, just according to ESPN, this just came out. It is delayed by climate change protest in the second half. Both Yale and Harvard students swarmed the field and occupied the field. What? Holy! What cow. the hell does that mean? I, I, I guess instead of having, like, one single person out there, like, running around naked like a streaker, they, like, yo, yeah, here, here, we have footage of it. This is nuts. I'm about to put this on live. There's Dude, a bunch I of mean, naked people? Like, no, 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 no. I'm saying, like, instead of having, like, that one streaker, it's, like, a bunch of students that are all clothed, you know, like, but they all just swarmed the field in the middle of the field. And there's like, a, I don't know, about 500, maybe 400 students on just in the middle of the field. When was this done? The third quarter at halftime? Um, after the game went to halftime around 145 or 140 Eastern time. So. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, this is, this is what? nuts. They were just like boycotting and they just like, screw it. We're rushing the field. Yeah, like guess there's there was a banner. Nobody wins. Yale and Harvard are complicit in climate injustice. They were chanting, "Hey, hey, ho, ho! Fossil fuels have to go." (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm looking at the video right now. What is is, this? What is going on? Wow, this is nuts. I mean, we had some good topics coming up, but I'm gonna have to discuss this. This is this is about being sidetracked right now. This is what it's about. You never know what happens in college sports. Obviously, Harvard and Yale want to get political on a platform oh, that's supposed to be men. Throw that shit out there! Wow, 
This kicker, I'm watching the video right now. This kicker that's warming up has no idea. What? They just sit down on the field. I. This is nuts. I've never seen anything like this. I mean, come on. You know, th- that's my that's my problem, right? Like, it, you know, that's my problem is it, college sports. You know, I understand there's, there's topics and heated things, but like, you know, it's like for especially for fans to interrupt a, a sport event like this sporting event it's just you can go you can go to the to the capital you can go do these things there's a right and a wrong way to go about uh protesting and this is just another way of you know i just disagree with the way they they went about it you know well that's why we do a lot of podcasts because like look at this shit we never know what the hell is going to happen on a college game day and this by far has be has to be one of the craziest things I've seen it in a while. Yeah, like, this is nuts. It's, it looks like it's all – no, actually, it's Harvard and Yale students. Yeah. Like, that's it's crazy. Both, it's both student groups. They I plan wonder, this shit. Yeah, I was going to say. Nobody wins. Yale and Harvard are complicit in climate. What the hell? All right, I do have a question. What are they trying to say with climate injustice? I – that's a great question. Like, what injustice is there when it comes to climate change? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, why do this? Like, all right, so looking at climate injustice, they're saying climate justice is a term used for framing global warming as an ethical and political issue rather than one that is purely environmental or physical in nature. They're saying this is fucking by the government putting all these emissions off and saying saying global warming is all by the government. That's bullshit. That's what they're saying. Guaranteed. Dude, I don't, I don't know what they're – maybe they're meaning federal government. I, I don't know, but I tell you what, I'm just – you know, I know the feds don't have control of everything. And when I moved out here to Colorado, I had to pay like, I don't know, a certain – What? I can't remember the amount, but I had to pay a fee to get an emissions test done on my vehicle. Yes, you have to go to a center, okay – and you have to get a emissions test, and they approve that your emissions is in a certain level. Exactly so you want to talk about, about? I mean, so I don't know what these people. I don't know what Harvard and Yale like these people are talking about. They're talking <laughs> that, about that's why they're government, saying. But that's why we have local and state governments that yeah, they that can is control absurd. certain things like that. The fucking liberal um, state thinking that global I think it's warming is all based to go, on go to a place is pollution, but and yes, pollution may affect a little bit, but global warming is all based on the rotation of Earth. Wow. Goodness. Talk about sidetrack. That is way I, yeah, off the it's point. Just but I will say, I, honestly, I will I, say, I, yeah, the, crazy. The, the fact that people do shit, crazy but things during a football get, game, that kind of <laughs> alludes to what Miles Garrett did during the NFL game last week. Oh, I mean, talking about a guy, I mean, you know, I guess anything can really be used as a weapon, but I guess now helmets are definitely <laughs> considered weapons <laughs> in the aspect of you aiming it at someone. All I know is Miles at, Garrett at someone's head is a little doesn't have bitch a helmet and they can't protect for themselves. doing what he did. That's a, that's a bitch move for wanting to 
rip off Mason Rudolph's helmet and that was, slam it against his unprotected head. I that is one of the crazier things I've ever seen. I I mean, you know, and this is my thing, right? Like, you're gonna take someone's helmet off, right? You still have your helmet on, and you're going to hit someone in the head. Like, dude, like at least throw your fist, right? Like, at least drop the helmet and go toe to toe with the guy and throw some fists then. Like, I I don't know. It was it was such a absurd, like, un like no one saw that coming. It ex- it was eight seconds left in the game. Next thing you know, I did see the footage of Mason Rudolph kind of like tugging at Miles Garrett's helmet. Um, you know, so I understand everyone was you know those both those players were heated, but it went it went from a kind of a. Probably pushing, oh, shove, yeah. I mean, scuffle I will type say, thing at the end of the game to like, I think, in my opinion, it all started they just got from blown out of proportion. Miles Garrett roughing the passer yeah, against no. Mason Rudolph with 14 seconds left in the game, which is completely uncalled for when your team is up 21 to 7 with 14 fucking se- seconds left in the game. Don't do that shit, man. Like, that's ridiculous. But Mason Rudolph got pissed of it and he was like, dude, why the fuck are you doing that? He tried ripping off his helmet, failed at it. And Miles Garrett went fucking Hulk, <laughs> ripped off his helmet. And Mason Rudolph, being a little country boy he is, attacked him. And Miles <laughs> Garrett was like, fuck you, I'm going to throw your ass. And with his helmet, <laughs> just bam, 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 like Donkey Kong. And I don't know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, the Browns have lost all my respect after all that. Like, there's no I- discipline in that team. And any of the players, I, that was probably one of the dirtiest NFL games I've ever seen. It was just nasty. Like, well, this this is my thing too. Like, and I, you know, I just mm-hmm. the way that the NFL handles these things, like oh, the NFL is so yeah. soft. They've gotten so soft that now in today's world, you, you can't even touch a quarterback at you know when as he's throwing the football, or like you literally can't yep. hit him above the shoulder. But yet again, you can't tackle him below the knees either. You know, you can't hit him below the knees. So you know, I don't know. I, I like how uh, I alluded this to this you know, last week. I like how the NHL does it. You know, if you got a problem, they, these guys fight it out. And you know what they do? They said is, hey, you're going to get fined if you take off your helmet. So these guys are just breaking their knuckles now when they're throwing punches. But, what, I mean, what it is, though, is if you have a problem with me, you're either going to solve it with your yep. fist or one of my teammates is going to solve it for you. And Because what it does, it prevents cheap shots. That's what it does. Like, you're going to cheap shot with a star player, then you're going to get some – some fists thrown at you. So I think, you know, guys like Miles Garrett, all these How, NFL exactly. guys, they're so tough. They're so big and bad, but yep. like, you're going to use a helmet to do it. Use your fist. Like, dude, you're, you're 275 pounds and uh, you have a quarterback coming at you that probably weighs like 185, yep. maybe and 200. That's... And 
you're going to use a helmet to attack someone. Like exactly. And that's that exact, lets, that lets me know what some is. of the, the you know, like Max I, it's Kellerman just, it, on it's crazy, first take. Man. He's an idiot. God, fuck that man. He's such an idiot, but he was defending miles Garrett saying that he had the helmet in his hand and he didn't realize he had the helmet in his hand and just swung it. No, when you're, you have miles Garrett had the helmet in his hand for a reason. The man did not let it go. It would have been a totally different story in suspension if he would have let the helmet grow and just swung. Completely different game. Like, that's what I don't like. They defend, defend Miles Garrett because, oh, he didn't yep. realize that he had the helmet in his hand. And next thing you know, he's swinging it like a hammer. And, oh, a helmet had to be in his hand. That's fucking bullshit. No, the man had a purpose. He saw Mason Rudolph come back at him, and he's like, I'm going to clop you against your head, you, against the head with your own helmet. It's exactly what it did. It's such a cowardly move, and he deserves the suspension he got, which is at least the rest of the season, um, which will only be his suspension. But uh, it's just – it's a crazy, crazy world. And even, like, analysts and former football players that say, I've never seen this in the history of football – that's crazy. Well, you know, and like some of the yeah, stuff too, like yeah, I, I, some of these people here. are like, oh, like he needs to go to jail and all that. And I, I completely disagree with that. I mean, you know, if you've ever, you know, we both played sports, like we all sit back here and we're all like, oh, like we Monday morning quarterback, everything, every play, every action that someone takes. I'm like, what was he thinking? Like, you know, there are heat of the moment, and I'm not justifying what Miles Garrett did, but also everyone that is sitting here on the couch watching this, this happen before their eyes, we need to realize there is a heat of a moment. We've all been really upset during games. Your emotions get the best of you, and you make an irrational decision like he did. Now he'll suffer the consequences for it. And, um, and now his reputation is, <laughs> oh, dis- yeah. you know, will have that. Like you think Miles Garrett, you're going to think of him swinging in a helmet at someone's head. So that will cost him for the rest of his career, um, and that's how it should be. You know, you make an irrational decision like that, the consequence will will come back to bite you probably for a long, long time. Good news is, yep. in the sports yep. world, you can do something like There's that, and then multiple, another multiple team will teams pick you up in a heartbeat up because of your players talent, because of that, because reason. of so, what you're capable of. He's on the fine. Field. Yeah, exactly. Um, And they're dirt bags. They're all dirt bags, and they yeah, pick them up. I just up want to say one last thing: like what he's the do third physically and by talent, far worst you know, offense that Miles Garrett has had this year. First game of the season, he swung at somebody, had a thirteen thousand dollar fine. Then two weeks, two or three weeks later, he breaks the leg of um, Seaman Trevor Seaman of the Jets. He gets a forty five thousand dollar fine, and now this. Like it comes to a point where. Finding players, in my opinion, is just, oh, you slap a fine. Yeah, that's like pocket change to some of these guys. So that's why, like, you you got to uphold a suspension like this one for at least Miles I agree. That needs to be the staple for other players coming on. Because, like, some of these guys would be like, oh, what about this guy? This guy had four-game suspension instead of the rest of the season. And – because fines is not enough. Fines to these guys is literally a paycheck. 
or not even a paycheck. It's a lot less than a paycheck. So, well, then I guess that's my thing. I, I, and I can't agree with you more. Like, money is nothing to these guys, money grows on trees to these guys. A fine's nothing. And yeah, I agree with the whole suspension thing, absolutely, because that's going to hurt him. But at the same time, you know what, like, and that's where I'm coming at, like, he does something like that, you know what he needs to do? He needs to get a helmet swung on his head. Like, there there needs to be guys, and that's what I like about the NHL, though, is like, there's immediate retaliation. It's not some, we're going to sit down, we're going to go through this, like, you hit someone in the face, you're going to get hit in the face also. And then now, next time you do that, you're going to think, well, I don't want to get hit with the helmet on my head either. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's that type of, that mentality. I think, you know, I'm not saying cheap shot for cheap shot, but I'm I'm telling you, the NHL, as far as all that stuff, it's always worked out. There's been some guys that have gotten dirt bags. Yeah, I I would love to see a little bit of capital punishment and just they've they paid up. All right, Miles Garrett, you guys sit in this chair. So... And Miles or Mason Rudolph, you get to use his, you get to use his personal helmet and clock him against the head. I would die laughing. Put that on. Hand me a helmet because so many people would pay to do that. I would love it. Oh yes, that's that is hilarious. Um, but moving on. So obviously, like Oklahoma had a huge comeback uh, last week. That was pretty wild. Baylor, I mean, Baylor, Oklahoma, Big 12, shootout game. And, of course, Baylor, yeah. the, the famous score from the uh, Super Bowl, um, was it 28-3? to And and then, obviously, Oklahoma comes back. Uh, you know, I don't have much to say about this game, these teams. Uh, it's the typical Oklahoma's really good this year. Then they either make it to the playoff and they get blown out by Clemson. Or, um, or they lose, you know, that one game, and then they went out, and everyone thinks they're really good. It's just like the whole Big Ten, Big Twelve type bias of, like, okay, so they they came back and beat Baylor, uh, and they're top ten in the country. Well, is Baylor really a top Ooh, ten team in the that's, country? That's or is college debate. football this year just that bad that Baylor's top ten? Because, because, because my thing is, I don't understand. Yeah, okay, they're undefeated, but look who they've played. And and they've had close games. It's not like Clemson. Yeah, okay, who has Clemson played? But Clemson wins by 35 I want, I want you to answer your question. Is college football that. that bad this year? Is so, I don't know. It's just something good. to think about. Answer your own question. Well, I think, okay. if, you, I think if you look in the past six years, okay? Yes. The there's been two teams, Alabama and Clemson, and then and then it was everyone else. This year, it's it was Alabama, Clemson. Now LSU looks like they're pretty solid. Everyone can agree that they're probably like that they are part of the top four, and that they like like. Because the, the right. past couple of years, we had top four teams, but there was two teams, really, and the two teams would kill number three and number four. So, and now we have Ohio State also this year, but we're not 
the thing is, is no one's really 100% sure on LSU, on Ohio State, um, because, I don't know, like Penn State's supposed yeah. to be really good, but then they go and lose to at Iowa. And it's like, ah. I mean, uh, not uh, they lose to Minnesota. But Minnesota goes lose at Iowa. So it's like you don't – it's hard to judge because, yeah. like, now Ohio State is probably going to beat Penn State, and it looks like they're going to beat them by 13 and or 12. Um, and it's just – it's hard to say, like, how legit Ohio State is or how – Yeah, I, I don't I, know. I want to answer I don't know, that Because the LSU has had though. a really um, tough schedule. I think LSU is It's, it's real really team. tough to say, So, but – in my opinion, this year, I will I'll agree with you. I will say, I would say, I don't know. College football is worse than normal. It's really tough to say because because they're so. It's well, I think it's like the top yes. top three or four teams are really are like probably pretty even this year, which it hasn't been like. But then your top. It is a joke. It's, I mean, top you shouldn't have four like, lost teams you know, in the 25 top 25 through, you know, 15 you right now is a you joke. You should almost cut it at top 20 because there's uh, an Iowa State and USC yeah. at 22 and 23, and they're above App State and they're above SMU. That's fucking bullshit. So, like, uh, I just, uh, like I say, is I think college football is a little weak this year, but yet there's a steady competition. There's not a one or two team that is just completely dominating. There's a solid three, which is the only three teams left in the undefeated uh, class. But, but yet, I don't know. That's just like from here, from here on, like it's a tough, tough discussion, tough debate, but like, I don't know. It's really tough. Yeah. Well, I mean, as I watch this Minnesota game, right? So they're up sixteen um, to to Northwestern. They they were at Northwestern, mm-hmm. and I just and they're top ten. Okay, they were number seven last week. I just can't imagine a Bama, an LSU, Ohio they State. No, they would never have. Or they Clemson demolished. going into Northwestern and only winning by sixteen. Like, yes, yeah. Like I think, but all those teams that I just mentioned would win by at least thirty. So that's what I'm saying. So like they were number seven last week, and I it's just like it's you know, and it's just one of those things, man. Like the Big Ten, I think it's so over overrated, and the gap between the three or four teams I've been mentioning: Ohio State, Clemson, LSU. Um, you can add Bama in there with Tua. I just there's such a big gap between top four and then, and I guess maybe Georgia at, at five, or at, you know they're four and then Bama oh there's five. a big gap but there's such a big gap there's like, a big between gap six between and I guess the rest one of the through country. six and then seven through you know? twenty five like, there's a big gap and I I wouldn't honestly put even Oregon in the top in the top rankings because the Pac twelve is a Pac twelve they're almost as equivalent as the Big Ten in my opinion and. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, and they just haven't. They haven't won. Like they haven't. Like they haven't consistently blown teams out. Like they had a close game versus Washington. That I mean, yeah. So I don't know. And I guess um, we'll see them play later tonight. They play at Arizona State. I think that'll be a pretty 
I think that game's going to be pretty close. I don't know, I don't know why. I just have kind of a, a gut feeling. Yeah, we'll, that we'll definitely have to see how, how the quarterback what, does I think the spread's just 13 and a half right now um, for Oregon. But, yeah, but, I mean, back to, like, just talking about if the Big Ten's that real, I don't I, – I agree with you. They're overrated. Always have been. Ohio State, in my opinion, is by far the real deal because they it just have such a solid team all, all around. Um, but besides them, Big Ten is – a sham, like always. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to know. I want to know shambles. why these analysts just I'm, ride I'm, their I'm over the Big Ten. Why, why do they ride worth, the Big Ten's our dick, Sam, honestly? Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. I don't know. They do it every year. They do it every year, and I don't know. But moving on, so... um. We're going to talk about the Clemson, South Carolina history a little bit here just because um, we're not sure if we're going to be able to make Ooh. a podcast work next week. Uh, they play next Saturday, uh, bye week for both teams. Let's hear it. I have a little fun fact for you here, Sam. I didn't know if you knew this or not. Rivalry. Yeah, you're going to have to repeat that. Uh, the Clemson, South Carolina game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Started in 1896, and it was called the Big Thursday. And the the teams would the game was actually on Thursday. Um, and they would have like Clemson would have some type of uh, like I don't know student, um, some type of like I don't know not like a party, but you know some type of like jamboree. Yeah. And then uh, South Carolina would have theirs on Wednesday, and they would like, oh yeah, it's burn what? Clemson, burn the tiger at the stake, and then it would be like, bury the gamecock at Clemson. Yeah, but the game was always held in Columbia, and uh, like the entire state used to shut down. So, uh, right here, I'm reading off of the Clemson Insider right now. It was a holiday in the state as students from both schools got out of class. And what was known as the State Fair holiday, all government offices were closed. Mm. So, just like kind of going into that, that's crazy. Because I, I, I didn't know that. Like how big of a rivalry it started out. Like government offices were closed, and I guess you know it was Thanksgiving, but at the same time, I get it was the majority of the state was you know, focus on that game. Talk about the rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I, I remember, remember as a kid growing up and attending the, the Cockburns and, and all, or, and all this shit. It's, it was crazy. I mean, it's always like one of the most fun pep rallies to, to attend. And it, it's just, or it was it Cox Funeral, Gamecocks Funeral, and then t- the Tiger Burn that Gamecocks do? Yeah. Yeah, that yep. – it's, it's honestly just a fun tradition to do. But yet, the history behind this, this rivalry is insane. Like a lot of people say, this is the biggest rivalry in college football. Um, probably not right now, depending on the, 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 the strength of uh, both teams. But the history of it is insane. Like well, it would go toe to toe, fight for fight, blood for blood, and it's it's one of the best things you can watch on TV. 
that's what I mean. I learned when I moved to South Carolina. I don't know how many years ago that was. Back in two thousand eight, eight nine years ago. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a while. while. Yeah, yeah. two thousand ten. So, but I started to learn that you know in high school and all that. And obviously, then when I when I went to Clemson, when you were at Clemson, I went and visited you. We went to that yeah. um, that South Carolina game, and like you just start to see around. Uh, you know, all the fans, all the families that are divided over this rivalry. And, like, you don't really understand it unless you've lived in the state uh, or you have family that you have so much invested into this game. I just – it's a really special game. And every year, you know, all these all, all these South Carolina fans who are uh, – we'll, we'll, we'll put it nicely – ignorant to the fact that <laughs> Clemson is better than what South Carolina was when South Carolina was top five in the country. You know, we've won two national titles and all that, you know, all that in the past four years. I just find it funny that uh, it's still a bloodbath. It's, it's a huge rivalry, but it, as far as the game goes, it just hasn't been that close. Yeah, it's it hasn't been that close. If we look at really the, the statistics of Ever since they started playing, the background, the number of games, who won, who won, or who lost. I mean, the the all time series is Clemson leads seventy to forty two to four. So seventy to forty two. That's a big gap. That between, is that's not that that's no North Carolina Duke basketball. No, right absolutely not. Like uh, seventy wins. That's crazy, and and they're only on a five game win streak, and it's going to be six. Like, I love it because over the past ten years, it's always gone USC five games, Clemson five games, kind of thing. And this year, it's really going to take the step forward, and Clemson's going to take the six win because Carolina's a shambles, and oh, are they ever? Oh, you're talking about they're already four and seven right now. Well, they're about to go four and eight. Oh, it's a joke. How about uh, – so, you know, last week I mentioned uh, USC's president saying that about the about Muschamp. Muschamp. Yeah. So then he actually took his words back and he, like, made another comment saying, oh, like, I didn't mean it like that. Like, he's our coach and he's going to be our future coach. Yeah. I was like – But yeah, but yeah. I read an article saying South Carolina reached out to Florida State asking how they did their buyout. Ah, really? Yes. They reached out to Florida State to get advice on their buyout for Taggart. So who's to say Muschamp leaves, say, not necessarily right at the end of the season, but maybe halfway, maybe a couple weeks in. But like I said last week, I think they'll stick with Muschamp one more year, reduce his contract amount, reduce his buyout amount, and then move on. Because Sounds Muschamp is not the name that players want to go play for. Columbia's divided. That's what it sounds like. Oh, dude, the, 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 the fans <laughs> are no the fans, right there. Dude, the fans are in distraught right now. I've seen Clemson fans or South Carolina fans on Facebook. <laughs> all social media and they're just like i have been a game fan my entire life and i will die being a fan but what has been happening this year 
is absolutely terrible. And they they literally have it just boycotted Gamecock football, and now they're watching women's basketball. No one, no, no offense to women's basketball, but they that's literally what they're doing. Like I, they're 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 on the train to say, oh, we have a good sport, we have a team that's actually worth national attention. Football, I'm sorry, Gamecocks, you're done. I, I tell you what, I mean, I'm just gonna bring this up really quick. As far as the 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 hate and like, they're so like all these fans are so mad. If, oh. you, if you're a USC fan, you're like. And remember, a couple of years ago, right? So, like, last year it was at home, and then two years ago it was at USC. And when Clemson does their walk of, uh, walk of champions before every game, they, they start at, what, they're, like, 20-yard line, 25-yard line, and then all, all uh, you know, intertwine their uh, arms, and they walk towards uh, the end zone. Well, you know, this happened uh, at – you know, they do it for every game and they're at USC. And next thing you know, these players are uh, getting hit with garbage. You remember like the USC fans throwing like beer bottles and cans and uh, all garbage like, at the, the Clemson players in the, in, the, uh, in the end zone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're garbage fans. They're terrible. I mean, they're absolutely terrible. I mean, watching them against, I think it was, um, uh, who were they playing? Oh, App State. They were playing App State at home. I was watching that game, and App State was winning. App State just scored a touchdown, and what happens? Those fans keep throwing trash, throwing bottles at, over, the, over the fence, over the bushes, into the end zone. Like, what kind of quality of fucking fans is that? That's trash. Like, no one yeah. wants to associate with South Carolina Gamecocks because of that reason. Their fan base is, is just terrible to me. I would never want to go to a game in Columbia. This year's game is in Columbia, so I'm afraid for my, our Tigers. I'm afraid for them because I don't want them to freaking hurt Trevor Lawrence. But it's going to be it's gonna be tough. I mean, it's going to be a chippy game. Hey, ending on that, go Tigers, USC sucks. Absolutely. Go Tigers. We're going to win by 42 points. I'm guessing 42 points right now. Spread's probably 35. I'm going 42 points. Yeah. I'll I'm say saying it. I'm saying Dabo puts Trevor Lawrence in at least three full quarters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's – I think they're going to make a statement, and I could definitely see this game being, uh, we'll say, 52-14 Clemson wins. That's yes. just my prediction. Yes. Um, but all right. So let's get to the spreadsheet, Sam. What's your uh, What's your pick for us this week? Ooh, do I want to pull out a teaser or do I want to go a single game? Because there's two games I have my eye on, and I might go big, might go teaser, might might buy a little bit of points. But my two games, Derek, I'm going with Memphis. Over South Florida. And I'm actually going to tease that with Wake Forest over Duke. That changes the spreads by six points. I got Memphis. I got Memphis at eight points over South Florida. And Wake Forest over a point over Duke. Wake Forest is going to come over big after a tough game to Clemson. Tough loss. And Duke is trash. 
Wake Forest at home. They're gonna they're gonna win big. They're gonna they're gonna do it. I'm I'm calling Wake Forest and Memphis all day. I kind of like those picks. That I, is a good uh, pick, right? I think Wake Wake Forest definitely gonna step up from what they did last week. Uh, you know, coming back from the Clemson game. I have uh, right now so Notre Dame uh, minus ten over BC. Uh, they're currently uh, up six nothing right now to BC in the second quarter. Minnesota I had them at minus three and a half. Uh, they beat Northwestern by 16, so that's looking good. And then I got Miami, Florida over Florida International, minus 10 and a half. Um, they, these games should be locked. Uh, I guess we'll see moving forward. I put 300 down. Um, and then just for fun. See, I'm interested to see that Miami game. Because you got Miami at six and four, you got FIU at five and five, but you got it at what? What's the spread you got out of that? At minus ten and a half. Mm. Miami's been playing really good though. Florida, Florida International has not been playing good at all. I think. I mean, it's not a far drive. Um, it's true. You know, that's true. It's not a far drive. Far drive. I think the boys are just gonna go in there and and kill Florida International. Hey, yeah, um, I, I give you those points. I mean, they crushed Louisville. They crushed them. Yeah, I think they're starting to find their stride. I, I think I mean, so. Yeah, I think Miami might be finding their stride late in the season. I think FIU. I think that's a smart pick. Definitely smart pick. Yeah, guys, anyone listening, definitely take that. Hey, uh, and I just did. I did like. A, I did. You know, I know we're only supposed to really pick one solid one that we didn't. Uh, but I did just a fun one just to see what would happen. I did just a $10 16 parlay. Uh, it's, still, it's still win $485. Just to, just for fun, just to like, I don't know, you know, just see what happens. Uh, and I got Michigan minus 10, 12, Oregon minus 13, uh, USC minus 13 and a half, VTech minus three and a half, and then Memphis minus 14 and a half. So, mm, dude, you actually might get that. You know how big I, that would be. I could it. I I like those. Um, you just never know. I yeah. I said fuck it. Might as well. It's ten bucks, and it's gonna make my day more interesting. Dude, so I actually that actually might be close to a lock. No, I think you might lose by like half a point. Like that's gonna be crazy. Um, the Oregon Arizona State games is gonna be nice, but I think Oregon can do it. Memphis will do it for sure. Uh, Michigan will do it. I don't know. Indiana has a good passing game, but I think Michigan might do it. They've been playing really well. Dude, I think you might have a good Georgia, good Georgia. Uh, you know, G- Georgia, they're always kind of winning these games by 13, 14. Oh, against AM. Yeah, that's true. At 12 yeah. and a half. They're at, they're at home, so hopefully mm. they can pull that. Yeah. The only thing I'm concerned about is the VTech pick game you know and that's just that's a tough one because that is second and third in the acc right now on the uh the west division and so, yeah yeah that's that's a tough one but i think dude you know how huge that would be <sighs> dude, I would, I, cash I out know. buddy cash it, out. yeah a little bit of cash i would out. yep i would immediately <laughs> immediately bank wire give me my money <laughs> Vegas, go fuck yourself. I just want to see a picture of you just holding up the sweet, sweet cash of nothing but ones, 
just rolling up. <laughs> be like, I got my money. I was sleeping in my bed with all my cash just laid yes, out. Yes, sir. Oh, man. I hope you win that. Uh, Goodness. Uh, it's going to be interesting. But, Sam, we're wrapping up here. Uh, any final statements for uh, the, the listeners or the fans? Yeah, guys, uh, Sidetrack Sports is where it's at. Get, get away from your life. That dead-end job. Just talk about sports. I mean, this is all we do. This is all we love. I know you do. Whoever's listening out there, just keep it going. Sidetrack Sports. Um, I'm actually available next week, so I'm, I'm down for uh, for another week of episodes. Um, okay. Just dwindling down on this college football. We need a little bit of a conversation before this rivalry with Clemson and Sacramento. But that's it, guys. Love y'all. Be good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for listening to Sidetrack Sports. Like Sam said, you know, Get away from your job. Get away from your uh, get away from your life for a little bit. Listen to some inside gambling sports. That's all I got for you, ladies and gentlemen. Go Tigers! USC sucks. Woo!